You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Lions 24-7 podcast. This is Sean Fitz rolling solo this week. Uh, Tyler will be back for our next episode. Truth be told, I'm out of town. It's on me. Couldn't get the schedules lined up, but we are here to talk about Penn State recruiting. The Nittany Lions coming off a very impressive, very uh, full weekend of official visitors. 13 official visitors on campus at Penn State uh, over the weekend. Another unofficial visitor. We're going to bring in 24-7 Sports' Brian Doan just to really get to the meat of things, talk about how things went. But um, before we get there, just uh, I think a very, very beneficial weekend for the Nittany Lions. Uh, They feel good about where they stand with a lot of guys coming out of this. And it's not one of those things. And we said this on the podcast last week, not really one of those things where you can expect a ton of immediate gratification in terms of commitments, because that's really where they're at in this, in the process right now. I mean, it's two weeks into taking visits. You're probably not going to, you know, hold off that long and then turn around and make a decision that quick. Uh, you know, Jaden Gold's set to announce n- uh, next weekend uh, or this weekend, actually. Um, so maybe that bucks the trend. Um, but Bud Elliott wrote something on this on 24-7 Sports this week where the number's so much lower. But as we've said, it's it's about what you expect. It's about what you can uh, you can really uh, have you know, hope for going into the cycle, coming out of it. A few new crystal ball picks, a few new uh, tidbits of information. Truth be told, we were kind of putting off an episode. We thought there might be a commitment on Tuesday. That has kind of uh, come and gone. You can check that out on our site at lions247.com for the backstory behind that one. Um, but now we're just going to get into it with Doan. Some good stuff, about a half hour with him, and, and hopefully you enjoy the episode. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We now go to the phone lines for our favorite guest, Brian Doan. Welcome back to the Lions 24-7 podcast. Yeah, you got to get better guests if I'm your favorite guest. Let's it's, start there. It, it's about quality. It's not about you know high standing or anything like that. I mean, okay. you're obviously far from a celebrity, but you know, in, the, in this <laughs> realm, in this niche, you're very popular. So we like to have you on. We like to talk because it's not just me asking questions and you giving us information. It's you and I having the conversations that we have when we talk on the phone three or four times a day, which obviously yes. is too much. Um, as, it just, is. as my wife just shared with you on, on our call right before this. Um, but no, it's uh, it's always great to have you on, especially after a big visit weekend. You were part of the coverage at Lions 24-7 on, on 24-7 Sports, a big part of the coverage as always. And um, seems like Penn State is sort of back in the flow of things. We've talked for so long about not being able to get these kids on campus. And now all of a sudden uh, they seem to be sort of hitting their stride. Yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, we've waited and waited for so long to to talk to kids about some substance of being on campus and, and what it, what it means. And what you, what you find is, is exactly what you remember what made Penn state so good in recruiting was all the kids talking about how well they connected with the staff and the family feel 
within the program. And I think when you look through the first two weekends of official visits, and Penn State has had as many as pretty much anybody in the country, if not more, um, you're getting that flavor with it. And you give Penn State a lot of credit because during all this, they're also running camps too for the underclassmen. So it's, it's, it's refreshing. And I think, again, Penn State and especially the coaching staff is allowing really some personality to come through with it. And I know people are probably itching for commitments and everything, but these kids haven't visited anywhere in 15 months. And so they're trying to get through some visits and really see some things um, and, and for official visitors, enjoy the process and make some visits just to make sure their decisions are solid um, and just so they can see a lot of things. Yeah, Bud Elliott wrote about that on 24-7 Sports yesterday about how the numbers are down. And honestly, like that's kind of what we've said the entire time. I mean, why wouldn't you check out, you know, if you're checking out schools in the first two weeks of June, why not use the next two weeks and then maybe see that rush in July? Um, still maybe some some guys don't make it to July. You you, you wrote about Jaden Gold the other day. He's one of the visitors over the weekend. He announced, uh, I think on Monday, that he would be committing on the 20th, Penn State, USC. This is one where we've got crystal ball picks in for Penn State. We still feel pretty good about that. Um, but Penn State seemed to really impress Jaden Goulden's first time meeting the coaches. Yeah, and and the first time, I mean, I think he was there as a freshman or sophomore. Whatever. Jaden was, Jaden's a fortunate one in that he was able to get out at a, you know, he was on the radar early. So he, he made a lot of unofficial visits prior to the pandemic, but Let's be honest, man. If you're a freshman or sophomore, no matter how good you are, the chance that the staff is loving you up while they're trying to recruit the current cycle, um, it's much different. And so he got to campus. And, and I think, well, I don't think I know from talking to him, his ability to connect with the staff and just how comfortable they made him feel. You know, the kids, all of them keep saying, I already felt like part of the team when they were hanging with the players. And I think with a guy like Gould, who, um, you know, is trying to get through to a decision. I think it was very important for him to be there, see what the campus was like, and really spend a lot of time with the coaches to where it's just you or maybe one or two other recruits with you and you, and you have a lot of, uh, you know, alone time, we'll say. And so you can just sit there and, and really pick the brain of the coach and get to know them more on a personal level. Um, which is much easier to do there than over Zooms. And yeah, I mean, he, he left that visit feeling really good about Penn State. There's a lot of um, chatter that he's going to wind up with the Nittany Lions, but there's also some rumblings coming out of the West Coast that he could still wind up at USC. And I think that's part of the fun of recruiting is, you know, what you think you know, you don't always know. Yep, that's true. Um, big, big group of defensive backs on campus this weekend. His teammate, yeah. Jaden Bellamy, was here. Uh, Keenan Nelson Jr. on campus for the second weekend in a row. K.J. Winston from DeMath of the safety. So there's a lot going on in that defensive back meeting room, I guess, during that official visit. And then we've talked to all those guys, and it seemed like, you know, they they really connected with the staff. And, you know, if you're – I know we're not forecasting the rest of the class, but, like, those four guys realistically could end up in any lines. No, without question. And, you know, I think, you know, look, Keenan Nelson, I think, winds up there. I think Winston winds up there. Bellamy, we'll see what happens. He's he's really high on Penn State. The distance is perfect. The fit in the secondary is great. Um, so, yeah, without question. And it's really interesting that, you know, I, I was looking at it, and it's like, so the running backs, they brought in Singleton and Ramon Brown. You bring in four guys in the secondary, and 
granted, some can wind up at safety, some will wind up at at corner. You know, I, I think as I as I sit here now, the only given that will be at corner is Bellamy of, the, of those four. But it's really interesting to bring them all in together. And and does that mean they get along well, and so they'll they'd like to all play together? Does that mean that hey? I need to make a decision quickly because these others could take my spot. Could it be, hey, they're bringing in all these four. That's a lot of competition maybe in the secondary. So, you know, it's a really an interesting way to to approach it. But listen, at the end of the day, they, they all got along. They all, for the most part, knew each other going into this thing or at least had, had had some kind of contact. And I think Penn State did a really good job of, having all the, not, not just them, but all the players on visit connect and bond. And, you know, I know there was a, a huge pool party that they all went to um, that they all had a good time at and just kind of were able to let loose and have some fun. So I, I think, and, and it's something that I, I think Penn State has not done in the past with a, with a pool party. And so for me, I like that Penn State was doing something a little bit different especially given it's June and the weather. And again, it, it allowed kids to just um, be comfortable and relaxed and, and not always feel like, Hey, I'm on a visit and they're always peppering me with stuff. Yeah. And this is, and this is fresh to them too. So this is something that they're getting out and seeing things for the first time, but they're also enjoying things like this for the first time. They're actually talking to us after the visits, which is not <laughs> always the case. So it's good for us too. Yeah. So I think that's uh, one of the big reasons the coverage was so great from this weekend, but you mentioned Singleton and Ramon Brown, a couple of running backs that were up this weekend. And and these are guys that we could peg, um, you know, as potential members of the class, obviously nothing's locked in or anything like that, but Singleton's been such a very important target for so long. And you've always kind of said okay they're going to take two you've got single you know you've got singleton and hampton omarini hampton at the top of the board ramon brown seems like a pretty good complimentary piece of course george petaway's there damari alston's taking a visit katron allen already took a visit so you're not sure where that's going to fall but it seems like penn state's put themselves in position for, for just grabbing a couple of good backs yeah and and listen you have to get singleton a he's the best of the group and b He's local or what I would consider local with Penn State being from from Reading, right? You, you got to get him. You've built that relationship for a long time. You already have a bunch of central PA guys in the mix. And I think I'm okay saying Reading central PA. I don't think I'll get killed on that one. Um, but so you got to get him. And then you're looking for that next running back. And are you going to get a kid like Singleton and Omar and Hampton? Are you going to get Petaway? with him or do you get Ramon Brown who is still a, a great running back but maybe not as highly rated as the two I just mentioned you know and and I know Hampton and Petaway are really in tight with North Carolina as well to me um this is what Penn State should be doing this is this is how Penn State should recruit it's like okay you get two running backs and it doesn't matter which two you get I mean all the guys we just mentioned are top two, four, seven guys. So they're, they're all great players. And that's the kind of talent pool you want to see visiting Penn state. And however it shakes out, whether K trying out, whatever, you know, you want, that's who your, your pool should be. And, and I think that bodes really well for Penn state. 
Yeah. And, and there's usually a sense of urgency when something, you know, gets to this point, you've got this many running backs uh, visiting. It's kind of the same at, at defensive back where you've got all these guys and you seemingly have a certain number of spots and, and, you know, there's a, one guy jumps on board and then all of a sudden you might see a little bit of a domino effect. You can see that running back, you see that defensive back, um, you know, it's, it's kind of all over the place. One, one other spot uh, there where they had a couple of guys in this weekend at the same position. One of, uh, of your regional guys, Caleb artists from New York was down. You spoke to artists uh, the other night and, and seemed to be very impressed with what Penn state was putting together. Um, and it's, you know, they ha- also had Alex Van Sumeran in uh, Joe Strickland was in from, from Indianapolis, another future interior guy going to bring up Zane Durant this yeah. weekend. Um, yeah. I love Strickland by the way. Yes. Yes. Okay. But. So I mean, you've got, <laughs> you've got a lot of options there and defensive tackle, yeah. not really the biggest priority. I mean, we know that they have a million of them on the roster, whether all those, all those million only the playing is, is, is conversation for another day. <laughs> Um, but they seem to have tabbed artists as one of their top guys, a uh, big time length guy. Um, you know, it looks like an offensive tackle, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, artists seem pretty impressed with what they put together. Well, a, a couple things. When you mention offensive tackle, um, yeah, or guard or an interior guy. And I think, you know, I, I think throughout the process, I, there's a lot of schools that thought that, that hey, you, you bring him in as a defensive lineman, and if it doesn't go the way you want it to go, he winds up on the offensive side of the ball, which is great because you and I speak a lot about position versatility, so there's that. Now, at, at his visit, he it was really interesting to talk to him. Caleb is um, he's a fun kid to talk to. He's different in that you know his perspective on things is different than a lot of other recruits, and that doesn't mean good or bad. It's just different. And so I said, you know, how did the visit go? He goes, it's exactly what I expected. They explained all this stuff in Zoom calls. I've had so many phone calls and WebEx is whatever Penn State does with their video stuff. He goes, so when I got there, I pretty much knew everything. So there were no surprises. He goes, you know, hanging with the coaches was great. Seeing them was outstanding. Now, keep in mind, he had been to a whiteout game back when, uh, you know, fans were allowed to actually go to games. But so he has that experience, but for him, it was just, Hey, you know, get there and make sure everything Penn state was saying was on point. And it was, and and he left feeling really good about it, had some really good discussions with John Scott. And I, I think one of the interesting things was coming out of it was, you know, as you well know, and, and the listeners know that, that follow it daily, you hear Dion Barnes's name a lot in recruiting, um, you know, the grad assistant on the D line. But I heard a lot about John Scott from this visit from kids. And I think that was nice. And I think John Scott was, was able to showcase his ability to build relationships and, and relate with the players on this trip in person, which I think is a a nice thing. So he does exist then is what you're saying. He does exist. Um, (laughs) And it, and you know, it's funny because obviously you set up a staff to do a certain way and James Franklin is not an idiot. So he knows, okay, this, this guy recruits this guy, this guy recruits another guy, you know? So, but at the end of the day, when you bring it all to campus, um, you can really put the pieces together a lot easier. And I I think that really shined for Penn state shown shined. I don't know. Shunded. I don't know. It's uh, my middle sex education. Yeah, there you go. Um, you, you've got uh, John Scott, 
we just mentioned had a big weekend, of course, deny Dennis Sutton, the big guy on campus. I mean, that he's going to end up the top rated guy in this class. Uh, you know, it, it, it's sort of a, probably the top rated visitor is probably the, the, the way to put it. Um, what, what did you hear from deny you, you and I both talked to him. There were sort of, uh, overlying themes that he mentioned in terms of, this is a kid that had a lot of information going in, confirmed a lot of things, saw a lot of things, uh, saw a lot of people that that he's known for a long, long time. So, um, you know, I know this is a tight one. This is one we've had our crystal ball in Penn State for a while, but you, you obviously cannot ignore Georgia, Alabama. He's got that Alabama visit at the end of the month. Um, but Denai is is obviously a huge target for the Nittany Lions, and that's that's as important as a visit as as they've had so far. Yeah, and I think this is. I think this is one of those things where you find out how big the relationships are in a recruitment, right? Because Penn state has been there for so long has been to me, the top school on his list for so long. And he goes down to Georgia and has a great visit there. And now all of a sudden, you know, Georgia is right there with Penn state and it's not anything that, Penn State failed to do or didn't capitalize. It was, you know, Georgia found a way to make up a lot of ground, right? And so that's what recruiting is, especially when you're recruiting against the likes of Georgia and Bama, who recruit at such a high level with elite prospects. So setting it up that way, you look and you say, okay, so what did Penn State do? It, it just, re- Penn State with the visit, just were able to reinforce to deny why he was so high on them for so long. And none of that has changed. He connects well with the coaching staff. He knows a lot of the people in the program, you know, whether it's Curtis Jacobs, Devon Ellis, PJ Mustafer, all who played at McDonough where he goes in Baltimore. And then, you know, the offshoot of that, those players have their relationships um, within the program and, and they bring deny into that. And, and it was just, it was comfortable for him and it felt like home. And that's what you needed out of the trip because he he knows everything else about the situation. I mean, he he knew John Scott. Yes, there he is again getting mentioned from the South Carolina days when, when Scott was there. So for this trip was different for Denied than for a lot of other prospects. It was just kind of like um, reaffirming how strongly he felt about Penn State. Now, does that mean Penn State is going to land him? No, but I, I still am comfortable with where Penn State sits. And, and then we'll see what happens these next few weeks. These next few weeks, big on the radar for Penn State. Uh, obviously, some big official visits coming up this weekend, especially guys from your uh, neck of the woods. Very important one that's committed, Drew Shelton, uh, not taking the visit with all the other commits because of a, a previously scheduled uh issue or not issue, but a, a schedule conflict with his family the following weekend, but he popped up at Florida this week. He's been to, uh, or is going to a couple of other schools. And, and certainly that's one that Penn state wants to try and lock down this weekend. Don't, don't know that that's going to happen considering how his recruitment has gone since he's, he's gone to, to IMG, but Penn state has a chance to sort of, uh, reinforce how they got him there, why they got him there before he transferred down South. Oh, without question. And, and keep in mind, this is also, now he was at Penn State early in the month, I believe, to begin the month, if I remember right. First day of the month, yes. Yes. And so the next day or two days after that, um, he was at Rutgers for an unofficial visit. And so he's somebody that has been talking to schools, you know, for a good time, especially since getting down to IMG, which, look, you figured that was going to happen. You take a kid who's a few hours from campus, and now you move him a thousand miles from campus, and, and it becomes a lot more difficult, especially at a place like IMG. But 
to me, this is a huge one for Penn State just to, you know, just like with deny and, and hey, th- that's right. This is why I, I, I love Penn State. And I know Shelton was there, but official visit, you know, early in the month, but official visits are so different. And for me, he's got to come out of this visit saying, hey, Penn State is, um, you know, yes, that's why I committed in the first place. I was reminded by all that stuff. And he has to have that feel. And, you know, this is going to be his first time to really spend such extensive time with the staff, with the players in the program. And remember, oh, that's right. It's kind of nice that I'm only a few hours away from home. Um, Because one of the things about IMG is, A, you're a high school kid going away to school, which is not easy. And B, you know, you don't have a lot of fan support or family support throughout the week or after your games. And, And I think Penn State can really lean on that aspect, especially with the support that these kids get when they're on campus, just from the community of Penn State. To me, you know, you, you have to come out of this visit with Drew Shelton saying, yeah, you know what? I made some other visits, but I feel really good about Penn State. Penn State with a big visit weekend coming up once again. Don, I know you got some guys on your list uh, that you're intrigued in checking out and seeing how their visit goes with Penn State. Uh, some local guys, Andre Roy's coming up. Gunnar Givens has been on the board for a long time. Anto Saka, Keon Wiley, uh, Omari and Hampton, who we spoke about a little bit earlier. Anybody jump out to you about this weekend that uh, really you think Penn State can move the needle with? Uh, all of them? No, I think I think there's there's – Three of them I'll give you, right? They're all interesting to me, but there's three of them I'm going to give you. The first one is Fearbury because there's a lot of people that think he's going to Pittsburgh. And I'm not going to dispute that. I mean, you know, he, he's from Pittsburgh and they do a great job with some kids from the city there. But I'm really curious to see. He's a really smart kid. Um, and I'm curious to see how this shakes out after this. And can Penn State make a huge impression when they talk to him about, hey, you can be the next, you know, Sharif Miller or Jason Awe or whomever, right? Can you be that guy? Because he's got an unbelievable frame as an edge guy. Andre Roy, who, you know, is on a midweek visit to Arizona State, an official to Arizona State. So that's intriguing to me. He's already made an official to Rutgers. Now he's kind of shut things down with interviews. Um, so it's going to take some digging to see how it goes on that visit, which, which is fine. We'll take care of that for everybody. Um, and I know Penn State feels pretty good about him going into it. So can they take that next step with Andre Roy and really make themselves the clear-cut favorite or leader, however you want to frame it? The other one is Gunnar Givens. And I thought by now Gunnar Givens would be committed to Virginia Tech. Same. And, and you know what? Maybe he's told him he's coming and is keeping it quiet and just wants to go on this official visit. Maybe. But Penn State's been on him for a while. He's, from the first time I interviewed Gunnar, you know, going back a couple of years, he's always talked about wanting to get up to Penn State. And he never wanted to make a decision without visiting Penn State. And again, playing close to home is important for Gunner. Virginia Tech's within an hour of where he lives. He went to Tech on a unofficial the first day of June, went back that weekend for an official visit, um, is telling people down there that he really likes Tech and he can see himself there. 
So this is a chance for Penn State to do that Penn State magic of when they get kids on campus and they just have them feel great. And so for me, I want to see, and it doesn't mean they have to get Gunnar Givens. I want to see if they make this a tough decision for Gunnar Givens. And I think they will. I, I think, you know, when Troutwine gets the offensive line coach, Phil Troutwine gets him on campus, when, when Franklin gets to talk to him and when he's in that environment and they realize that, yeah, it's, it's, you know, six hours up the road or five hours, whatever it is up 81. Okay. It, it's a, it's more than visiting tech, but I'm really curious to see how this one plays out. Yes. Um, that, that one's going to be fascinating. A uh, couple of guys, Anto Saka, Keon Wiley, kind of fill that role that we've talked about so often that you don't really know what they are. You know, if we thought they were both defensive ends, one's a little shorter than we expected. One's a little, the the frame's a little bigger than we expected, but they both move so well that are, are they linebackers for Penn state here? So I think that's probably one of the interesting things to me about this weekend is can can you figure out where you can project these, these guys, you know, you like them as players, you know, you think their, their culture fits in your program. Um, But it's just, it's very fascinating to see which direction Penn state's going to go. Cause Saka, you know, a couple of weeks ago, or it's funny, by the way, this month, a lot of kids have shrunk, but a couple of weeks ago, (laughs) nobody got taller. Nobody got taller. Nobody got taller. No. Um, But uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, he's 6'4". Now he's 6'2". That might change some things. Keon Wiley, we thought, well, actually, here's the thing. Keon Wiley, at one point, we thought was 6'1". He's about 6'3". So yeah, that's what, that's what, I mean, I've been with Keon a few times and I'm, I'm just about 6'3". And we're eye to eye. So I don't, and I haven't been heightening. So I think, um, you know, 6'3 is about it for him. But yeah, so they're all, they're the same player, right? I know one of them right now. You know, with soccer, we list as an edge. With wire, we we list as a linebacker. They're the same player, okay? And here's the thing. I've seen them both live in the last two months. And they are both really explosive, and they have length. And I think, I think Fitz, we talk about it a lot, especially on our phone calls. And I think it's something that we have to do a better job of talking about. It's not whether the kid is 6'2". It's whether the kid's length is six five, right? And because that's what you're really talking about with height. You're talking about his length and does he have you know plus length or whatever. And both of these kids are long, but they're both incredibly explosive, high level athletes. And I'm curious: can they take both? Can they only take one? And if you only take one, who is it? Because we know Penn State's making a big push to get back in with the top talent in Philadelphia, which they haven't been able to land in, in you know, a little bit. So, or do you go take a kid from the Baltimore area, you know, in Saka, who, you know, we know Penn State recruits well in that region as well. So I, I think when you look at the two of them, I really think it's interesting to see it's going to be interesting to see how things play out with them and especially Saka just came back from a USC visit where he loved it and raved about it and look I, I lived out there for a long time if you go out to USC and you walk around that campus and you don't come back raving about it I, I don't know what to tell you because it's unbelievable well go, going back to Saka and Wiley I mean they, they may be quote unquote the same player but when you're that athletic and you move that well laterally as both these guys do let's not get into the the thing to say okay they're the same player so there's only one spot available for that player you can take both those guys 
You can, I mean, as long as you have room in the class and we'll see how it shakes out with Penn State on how many they can take. You know, you have some schools that are going to take close to 25 and you have other schools that are going to take 10 to 12 to 14 in this class because right now the NCAA is saying you got to get back to 85 scholarships for the 2022 season, which, I mean, that's like seven different podcasts in its own right. But so you're, you're talking about a numbers crunch at a lot of schools. So, you know, it depends on, you know, what else you need and, and can you get them both and can you pass up a incredible talent? A uh, different scenario here. You got uh, wide receiver, Tyler Johnson from Virginia coming in. I think today I'm getting my days mixed up, but he's going to come yeah. in work out and then he could potentially be added to this list. Uh, another guy, Alessandro Lorenzetti, uh, which a wonderful name to say, Canadian offensive lineman plays in Connecticut. We talked about him, I believe on the last show that Penn state had offered him recently as well. Um, th- those are very interesting scenarios because you, you're coming in essentially working out for a spot for an official visit. And if you're going to take the, that official visit, they're you know probably going to end up taking you or giving you the chance to commit. I guess we, we'd probably say that. Um, but uh, like, what do you see in these two guys? How do you see these, this scenario helping Penn state hurting Penn state and, and as they move forward in their recruitment. Yeah. It's interesting with first we'll talk about, um, about Johnson with the receiver from Virginia. He's a kid that came onto the scene late, um, really had some good stuff in the spring with some workouts and, and some film. Uh, and I think if he works out well at Penn state and it, and it goes well and they say, Hey, bring, we want to bring you in. I think, um, you and I'll be racing for the first crystal ball pick probably. Um, and you know, I'll, um, I should talk to him tonight. Either you or I will talk to him tonight. Um, depending on our schedules, I know you're a big runner and burning up the pavement these days running. So you may be out doing that, but you know, we're going to worry about him, get him taken care of and how the, it went with the camp. And then there's Lorenzetti who's French Canadian. Um, and, this one has gotten interesting in the last, let's say, 72 hours. He made his official to Michigan State. He went and worked out at Michigan. Michigan offered him. He's at Penn State working out. He already has the Penn State offer, but they were kind of hedging on whether he was going to make the official visit. Well, Michigan wants him on the official visit and told him. So there is a chance that. Now, he's from Canada, so he can't go back home because if you go to Canada, you're quarantined for, what, 10 days, two weeks. I think he told me two weeks. And he's supposed to be at Georgia, Georgia Tech next week, and then he has a visit to Vandy. And he's also going to make a midweek official to Duke next week. So is he going to go to Penn State on an official this weekend coming out of the camp, or is he going to go to an official to Michigan? now? I'm waiting to hear back from him and his coach or he and his coach, whichever way it goes. By the time this thing even goes live, maybe we have an answer to that, but that is really something to track on what's going to happen with it. Cause this is a kid that wants to get this stuff done in the summer. And I sense he's going to try to get this wrapped up in the next few weeks, get all your visits done in June and then make a decision in July so we'll see. We'll see um, what he winds up doing this weekend. I think. I think that's watch what he do. wherever he winds up this weekend, whether it's Michigan or Penn State. I think that's where he winds up going to school. 
that's a lot to track. I don't know if I, I certainly didn't keep it straight. So hopefully you catch up with him, you get the the facts in, and then we can just go from there. It'll be a lot easier. To follow <laughs> than, than, than I was going to say, there was, there was a lot to digest in that one. That's but the guys, spaceballs. Everybody got that, Jeff. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, but uh, I, I guess I should say, re, get, go get a pen and paper and, and rewind it. Do people still use pen and paper? But rewind it so you can kind of chart it better that way. We've got the we've got the go back fifteen seconds button. So if if anybody wants go, to go back, go back forty five, go back forty five, <laughs> and you can track that, and we'll have to do yeah. that. Uh, speaking of time, Don, it's probably time to to move on. I'm sure we will talk to you very soon. Of course, you're always on the board at lions twenty four seven dot com. You can also fire, follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Don two four seven. Such a big big part of our coverage. We're very grateful to have him on our team. Um, but Don, thank you for joining us, and, and we'll catch up with you next time. Hey man, thanks as always. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's going to do it for us now on the Lions 24-7 podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit different this week. Like I said, we'll get Tyler back uh, as soon as we can and and put out the next episode. But big weekend coming up this weekend. Uh, big recap of the, the previous weekend with Brian Doan, who I know a lot of our listeners always appreciate, not just the information, but also the, you know, the, the, the back and forth between him and I. It's always appreciated. Um, but no, thank you very much for joining us on the Lions 24-7 podcast. We hope you have a great rest of the week.